This is episode 25.2 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible written by me, David Tuckman. I'm coming to you from my living room, slickly edited over some room tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. Each month on the show, a guest joins me to read as much of the Old Testament as they can while I make fun of it. This time around, I'm joined by Rishi Groner as we read Come, a.k.a. Bo, the third portion in the book of Exodus, which I like to call Names. The next live show will be at Beauty Bar in New York City on November 24th with Michael Schreiber at 7 p.m. and online soon after. Enjoy. Previously in the Bible. One of Jehovah's messengers appeared to Moshe as a mass of flame inside a bush. All the water in the river turned to blood. Aaron brought forth the frogs and covered Mitzrayim. All the dust in Mitzrayim became life. A great swarm came to Pharaoh's house. All the livestock of Mitzrayim died. Festering, pus dripping, bloody boil, flowering forth <laughs> on man and animal. Fire torched the ground and Hashem rained hail on Mitzrayim. In the morning, the wind brought the locusts. They covered Mitzrayim. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! <laughs> Chapter 25, in which darkness. Exodus 10.21 to 10.29. Stretch your hand to the sky, Hashem said to Moshe, and it will be dark in Mitzrayim. The darkness will get darker. <laughs> Moshe lifted his hand to the sky and a gloomy darkness, this is like Dementors coming down, that's what yes, it is. Yes, that's where they got it from. A gloomy darkness enveloped all of Mitzrayim. Or Independence Day, sorry. I was scared of that movie. <laughs> enveloped all of Mitzrayim for three days. Men could not see their brothers. It's easier to see relatives in the dark, that's why it says brothers. Not sisters, hey? Yeah, no. Men didn't get out of their seats. They were covered. Sorry. <laughs> Men didn't get out of their seats for three days. Which means you'd better hope that you were sitting on the toilet when the darkness struck. There was only light in the homes of the sons of Israel. So when I was growing up, we had these Parsha coloring books. Okay. And we had this picture of the Jews all sitting, and like there's like a halo on top of them, and the Mitzram is sitting in the dark. Like this. <laughs> and I colored them in, but it was really annoying because it was all black. Yes. <laughs> That's the most fun page in the coloring book where you just cover it in black. It's just black and yellow. Yeah. It's also like black the first day creation. Like <laughs> where there's just Parsha darkness. coloring books. How Jewish children are brought up. <laughs> how Jewish <laughs> children use their black crayons. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's a skin color joke. Okay. <laughs> We're not all white, okay? Para summoned Moshe. Go, he said. Oh, I haven't done my para voice yet. Sorry. Serve Hashem. Just leave your sheep and your cattle. Even your children can leave with you. Paro is the worst negotiator. Jehovah has basically removed vision and he is still holding out. Probably because the Hebrews now have the only livestock in its rhyme, so he wants to keep it. And there's no grass or green left either. So no. The bread basket is empty. Really need them to stay. Yeah, that would be a struggle. You must give us feast offerings and burnt offerings, Moshe said, so we can give them to Hashem, our ally. Our cattle will also go with us. Not a hoof will be left. We will take it all to serve Hashem, our Elohim. And we won't know how to serve Hashem until we get there. <laughs> Serving Yehovah is kind of like jazz. You just improvise. <laughs> I was saying more that he's like this big kind of rapper dude who's like orchestrating everything behind the scenes and being like, you, go get me the limo. <laughs> Pour me a drink. Hashem, oh, 
Hashem's strengthens power is hot, and he didn't want to send them. I'm just having a drink. Oh, just trying to strengthen the heart. Everybody drink. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not it. seeing you guys drinking. <laughs> get away from me, Power said. Don't let me see your face again. The day I see your face, you will die. Mm. I love this line. As you wish, I will not see your face again. And then Moshe just like stepped back slowly into the shadow, <laughs> Batman style. That's chapter 25! Yeah! yeah. All right. Let's move on to chapter 26, in which God tells Moshe that he's just going to straight up murder some people. Exodus 11.1 to 11.10. I've got one last little jab at Paro Mitzrayim. Master of the understatement. Hashem said to Moshe, he'll send all of you after this one. He'll chase you out of here. Say this to the nation. Each man and woman will ask their neighbor for gold and silver utensils. Hashem made Mitzrayim like the nation. They and Paro's slaves even liked Moshe. Mm. I thought they liked him originally. Yeah, it goes back and forth. Uh, Love-hate relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah, bit of Stockholm Syndrome scenario. <laughs> this is what Hashem says, Moshe said. At midnight, I will go into Mitzrayim. I think it's like I will go down in there, like get up in their business. Mm. Every firstborn in Mitzrayim, from Paro's firstborn, firstborn who sits on his throne to the firstborn of the lady slave behind the millstone, and every firstborn of an animal will die. I like how Moshe is quoting Yehovah, but Yehovah never said this, so Moshe's kind of inventing the murder. Conduit. Yeah. A great shout, the likes of which have never been seen and won't be again, will resound throughout Mitzrayim. So, uh, shouts are heard, not seen, but that's cool. Well, wait till we get to the Ten Commandments. That's right, there's a lot of mixed up senses there. All right. This is my favorite quote of the whole Bible, because I've been saying this a lot all my life. Yes. No dog will shape its tongue against the sons of Yisrael, not against a man or animal, so that it is known that Hashem separated Mitzrayim from Yisrael. Okay, so what does that mean, Rishi? So, in Hebrew, yes. uh, is known to be a, sorry, a line that you say when a dog is attacking you yes. and you want to scare it away. And as many Jewish girls who are brought up in insular Jewish communities, I have a chronic phobia of animals. So as a child, whenever there'd be dogs around and you'd be like, a little uncomfortable, you'd be like, and then you'd be saying, under your breath. And there was a Yiddish version too. Okay. And the Yiddish version was a lot more intense, but I wasn't brought up doing it. We were a little more classic old school in my family. And that one, I don't know how to quote the whole thing, but it starts with, Ich bin Jakob's kid, du bist Asaph's kittens, which is, I am Jacob's son, you are Asaph's, Asaph's son, and my dad's going to beat you up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have a lot of very distinct memories of my, my cousin like muttering under her breath when there was a scary dog nearby. They called me and they like, wake up, the blah, 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 blah. It's like, it, it worked. The I probably still did it on my head. Yeah. Oh, the dog bit me. Don't worry. Oh, no. I've been bitten. <laughs> but hey, Ther that's what therapy's for. <laughs> <laughs> yup. I'm not even kidding. Tell us about your dog bites. I don't want to. And uh, I'm going to continue right on with the Torah now. Yes. Um, and all your slaves will come down to me and bow to me. Okay. Saying, leave, you and all the nations at your feet. After that, we'll leave. We'll escape from Paro and burning anger. Ooh. See, I like this. This is the whole, like, we are creating a massive spectacle over here. Yes. Like, we don't just want to leave Mitzrayim in the middle of the night. We're going to make, we're going to do it. We're going to do it with a bang. Yes. But Paro won't listen to you. That way, nope. I can make my many wonders in Mitzrayim. Hashem said to Moshe. That was an American accent, Got I apologize. It. Yes. <laughs> God. 
Moshe and Aaron did all these wonders before Paro, and Hashem strengthened Paro's heart. Oh. And he didn't send the sons of Israel. Yeah, that added nothing to the chapter. <laughs> but I'm glad we got to drink. That's chapter 26. Now, chapter 27, in which God gives a lot of weird instructions. Exodus 12.1 to 12.28. Okay, so here, here is where it gets, it's not as more fun anymore. About no. plagues and stuff. <laughs> and now we're just going to talk about all these. And I feel like when I learned this in school, there was so much hectic Rashi in there. But it really wasn't so fun anymore. No, it's it, this chapter is not a fun chapter. Okay, we have to make it fun. Yes, we are. You will. ready? Yes. Okay. This month will be the head of months to you, Hashem said to Moshe and Aaron in Mitzrayim. So Rosh Chodesh, the head of months, meaning the first month. We're starting a new calendar. I like it. It'll be the first month of the year to you. Okay. Still not fun. <laughs> well, this is the first miss of the Torah. It's like a big deal. That's true. That's true. Gravitas, guys. Deal with some seriousness. Make Say a calendar. That's the first thing you have to do. You make a calendar. Uh, yeah. Well, it's handy. It's all, this is also a cool thing because it's all about how we're Jews and we're into the moon and we're kind of like, you know, lunar people. So we can either go dance at full moon parties or we can, you know, keep Rosh Chodesh on the first day of the new month. Exactly. I like it. Say to the entire community of Israel. Okay, here's the weird one. Yeah. On the 10th of this month, each man will take a lamb for his father's house. We're doing lamb, not goat. Lamb. That was an executive decision on your yeah. house? Okay. One lamb per household. If the house is too small for a lamb... I prefer a lamb. It's tasty. I'm Australian, yeah. He and his next-door neighbour will take one in proportion to the number of souls living there. Mm. Each man will contribute to the lamb based on how much he'll eat. Like, this is cooperative living, like yes, back in exactly. Egypt days. I like it. Pioneering. This is how you have a holiday. It's basically the kibbutz. The lambs will be pure, a year old. Take it from the sheep or the goats. Okay, so we got the goat in there. Yeah. You must watch over the lambs until the 14th day of the month. So the rabbis have a field day with this line uh, that requires a few crazy leaps of logic, but I'll just jump to the part that is interesting to me. Since the Hebrew slaves had not yet received any of Jehovah's laws, these are the first laws they're getting, none of them were circumcised. So they were all going to be circumcised that night, making it the third mass circumcision in the Bible. I'm trying to figure out the second one. The first one is when God first makes the pact with Abraham and he circumcised himself and every one of his slaves. I remember it well. The second one is Shechem. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, that was a... So, yeah. Massacre. Yes. In more ways than one. <laughs> every time... This is, this is also the second time that um, there is a mass circumcision and a massacre of men around the same time. Sense of correlation here. You sound really pleased by that. <laughs> no, I just I like picking up trends. Yeah. Well, this whole scenario is so interesting because it's all about how the lambs were basically an Egyptian deity, right? Yes. And they were like, we don't care. We're gonna make this mass spectacle and kill them in front of everybody. Yes. They're really messing with them. You must watch over the lambs until the 14th day of the month. So you're basically making a, they're like a whole pet scenario. Mm -hmm. Then you'll slaughter them. Ooh. Don't name them, please. Totally happened. A lot of little girls cried that day. <laughs> All the congregation of the community of Israel between the evenings. Okay, sure. Is this what, like, Bain Hashmashad? Bain Hashmashad, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Bain Ha'aravim. Bain Ha'aravim, which you, kind of just means the afternoon. It means between the mixtures, so the mixture of day and night, and then, like, the mixture of day and night on the other side. It, it means that time period of day that my dad gets really nervous because he doesn't know what Hebrew date it's going to be. <laughs> so if, like, a child is born, it's like, what day will the bris be? Exactly. Trust me, I dealt with a lot of this in childhood. Um, you'll take the blood and put it on the two doorposts door 
and the lintel of the houses in which you'll eat it. And that's why Jews throw blood on their doors on Pesach. And P.S. lintel is one of those classic like Bible words that you yeah. only know well, from studying it in school as a kid. That's the word that I was like, how do I find another way to say it? There is no other word for your lintel that I could find. And no one knows what a lintel is. It's, the top, of the, it's the top of the door frame. But I don't want to say top of the door frame, so it's just like lintel, I guess. Do you ever say that in real life? Like you just walk in the street and be like, now I do. Put that up on the lintel. <laughs> it's now like, I'm like, oh, I grazed the lintel as I walked into the room. It's like so a very low door. Do you I'm gonna hang some uh, uh, dream catchers. Dream catchers from the, the lintel. That you have in your, in high exactly. I'm down. gonna hang some beads that form a picture of Bob Marley from the lintel. <laughs> what do they write on the instruction packet? Of the lintel? No. Oh, attached of, to of the lintel. Beads. They probably write top of doorpost. <laughs> One of the best, you know, you know that it's a good apartment because you go right to the lintels and inspect them. I'll put that on my list. Yes. Bathrooms, kitchen, and lintels. It's New York City. Enough on lintels. Okay. All right. And plenty of mice. You'll eat the meat that night. Oh, this is so good. Roasted by fire with matzah over bitter herbs. Wait, wait, wait. So they had matzah before they left. Matzah wasn't something that existed purely because they had a rush out of Mitzrayim. Okay. Let's keep that. I think they cooked it like a flatbread. Right. See, my theory about Karban Pesach, which is like, I do this every year. The sacrifice of Pesach, yeah. About, yeah, with about the Passover sacrifice, was that it was this intense, like, spit-roasted, delicious lamb that they shaved off, and like, it's like, like a really good well, street meat. Well, I've always read that, um, like, the matzah that we eat now is not real matzah. Like, it's more like a frappe, it's more like a lapa, so they're pretty much making shawarma. Exactly. Yeah. And they have the horseradish, just because it's a kick. Right, because they're making it over bitter herbs. It's so good. Yeah. So this is how they cook it, right? It's this is what Pesach used to be. Now we get constipation. This is, this is God's cooking tip. So like, yes. putting Julie Child to shame. We have don't cook a kid in its mother's milk. And then we have don't eat it undercooked or cooked in water. So, but that, that, yeah, exactly. That's a health tip. Yeah, just God's cooking tips. Don't eat things undercooked and also don't boil meat. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Only roasted by fire. I agree. It's delicious. We should institute that. I mean, I feel like the Jewish community should be more forceful about those rules. We've made this before. Like, yes. you just kind of roast it in a pan with no water. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. Eat it. It's head. Mm. That's like Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. It's legs and it's innards. Ooh. That's kind of a delicacy nowadays, uh, yes. lamb hearts. Don't leave any of it for morning. Anything left by morning must be burned. This is all about sustainability. I like it. Exactly. Cooperative living The Jews use every part of the lamb. This is how you have to eat it. With your loins gutted. Okay. Gird your loins. Gird your loins. This is the best time. Courage your loins is a real thing. I will yeah. post the illustration on the Did blog. Did you see that recently? It was on yes, the internet last week. Yes, it was on the week. internet. Yes. Gird your loins is a real thing. Back then, everyone wore long tunics, even men, so the idea that uh, pants are for men and skirts are for women is a little bit bunk. Anyway, people long, wore long tunics, and they would, if they needed to be in a rush, they would take the edges of their tunics and wrap them around their crotches and tie them together in a little knot. That way they could run fast. Also, they had just circumcised themselves, so it kept the bleeding to a minimum. Oh, dude, that part I did not know. I, I mean, I'm guessing. But that, that infographic is pretty great because yes. how else would you know how to gird your loins? Exactly. And like, it's pretty fierce looking and it, like warrior fierce, not fashion fierce. So gird your loins is a very classic biblical line, and I'm not going to lie, we say it regularly in my house. Yeah. Like if everyone's getting ready to leave and we're all sending texts, gird your loins. We're going. <laughs> also, it's in the Devil Wears Prada, which I hope everyone here has seen. I'm glad your family talks openly about your loins. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to them. Um, your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. <laughs> staff in your... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about loins. It's in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. 
You should eat it in haste. But this is a great Hebrew word, the chifazon. It's my favorite Hebrew word. In haste. It is a Pesach to Hashem. I, oh, this is my Hashem voice. I will cross over Mitzrayim tonight and strike every firstborn man and animal. I shall pass judgment upon all the gods of Mitzrayim. Oh, that kind of sounds like there are other gods, but okay. Well, the ones that they believe in. Right. Par is one of them, eh? Mm -hmm. I am Hashem. The blood will be a sign over your houses. I will see the blood and pass over on you. Yeah. Pass over, get it? Also, he's omnipotent, but just go with it. We wouldn't have the holiday otherwise. Oh, I have theories about this, but we'll talk about it later. When I strike Mitzrayim, I won't chase you to slaughter you. This day will be a memorial for you. You will celebrate a festival to Hashem for generations. It is an internal, an eternal law that you will celebrate. <laughs> an internal law. An eternal. Eternal. I feel like I'm reading that gutter right now. <laughs> you are. It's my dramatic <laughs> reading. You will eat matzah for seven days. Eight if you live outside Israel. Or one if yeah. you cannot handle it because you're a Jewish person. <laughs> on the, on it's the strange that we've been doing it for thousands of years and yet we have not adapted yet. <laughs> Come on. Maybe that disproves evolution. I don't know. I could sing my aunt's crazy song, but the moral of the story is on Pesach we like to eat watched wheat, so we sit on a certain seat. Because <laughs> we're sick from eating watched wheat. And I'm not singing it with the tune, but it was a great song of 1987. <laughs> On the first day, you'll take anything leavened out of your houses. I wish it was the first day. It's like the first six months beforehand. Oh, God. Anyone who eats leavened food from the first day to the seventh will have their soul cut off from Israel. The first day and the seventh will be called holy. Don't do any work on those days except for what is needed to feed every soul. Okay. So read a whole lot of those chicken soup books. That's how I got through Pesach <laughs> back in the day. That's the only work you can do. Watch over the matzah. Because in the middle of this day, I will take your legions from Mitzrayim. Watch over this day for generations. Oh. It is an eternal decree. We should also take a drink every time God is redundant. I feel like these are all different words in Hebrew, but in English, they're all the same. Yeah. Well, he just rephrases things a lot in Hebrew, but in English, it ends up being very similar. Yeah, that's why when you read the Haggadah in English, it doesn't... It doesn't, it doesn't have doesn't that pop. Today. Speaking of watching of a matzah, can I just tell you that I was walking past the Straits matzah factory the other day in the Lower East Side, and even if they're closed, you can look through the window and see them making matzah, and they will hand you the freshest matzah you've ever had in your life. Oh my god. And then you can use it to make matzah brai, which is completely redundant, but it's awesome. Oh my god. Okay. So I did that. Because in the middle of this day, I will take your legions from Mitzrayim. Watch over this day for generations. It is an eternal decree. Okay, middle of the day. Let's keep that in our heads. Starting in the evening on the first day of the festival, the 14th day of the month, eat matzah until the 21st day of the month in the evening. Yeah. For seven days, leavened. Seven days. Is it leavened or leavened? Leavened? Leavened. 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 Must not be found in your houses. Okay, so now we really are repeating ourselves. All right, here we go. <laughs> Anyone who eats leavened bread will have their soul cut. It's going to say cut off from the Jewish people, right? Cut, yeah. I may have read this once or twice in the Bible before. You just did. And there's a lot more to come. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Cut off from the community of Israel, including convert or the native of the land. Mm -hmm. Don't eat anything leavened. Uh -huh. Eat matzah in all your homes. Okay. What if it's chocolate covered, though? That's not too bad. <laughs> Moshe summoned all the elders of Israel. Go and take... Oh, so now we pass it on. Okay, I got it. Yes, exactly. Go and take sheep for your families and slaughter them as your Pesach, Moshe said. Then take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood in the basin. Do you know hyssop is now an endangered species in Israel and you can't pick it in the wild? I had no idea. Yeah, I just read that cookbook thing. 
about Jerusalem. <laughs> what cookbook? There's a cookbook about Jerusalem cooking. Oh, Jews, it's okay. awesome. Yeah. I love that. I just read it for the stories. I don't want to cook it. Touch it to the lintel. I like that word. And the two doorposts spreading the blood. Don't let anyone leave the house until morning. That's because otherwise they'll get snakes. This is where, so it's also because they're quarantined because of Ebola. It's ah, a shield got charm. It. Yeah. It's, it's a shield charm. It's a shield charm. And then they also have like little um, patroni, patroni, patronuses, yes. patroni outside. So Harry Potter Yeah. Fans. Sorry, Harry Potter references. I'll be quiet now. Um, <laughs> cause I could do well, we established enough. last month that Moshe is a desert wizard. Absolutely valid point. Mm -hmm. And the darkness with the Dementors. All right, I'm yeah. seeing this. Yes. When Hashem flies over to smite Mitzrayim, so on a hippogriff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Voldemort can fly because he has special powers. Wait, so God is Voldemort? No, God forbid. <laughs> I would never listen to thing. He who must not be named. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I have never slapped five with a guest before because of a joke. Thank you. And, um... Um, okay, so when Hashem flies over to smite Mitzrayim and sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, Hashem will pass over... Get it? <laughs> ...that entrance and won't let the slaughterer come to your house for smiting purposes. <laughs> so this is the angel of death. Like, he was delegating. Yes, the he was slaughterer. Delegating hard. Yeah. I like it. Guard over these words as a law for you and your sons forever. Wait, so this, the blood, the mixing instructions, the girding of the laws, which laws? Okay. Ah, spoiler alert, it's to come. Yes, oh, okay. When you get to the land Hashem will give you, so then. Okay. Like he said, keep this service. When your sons say, this is like one of my dad's favorite quotes of all time. This mm -hmm. is like classic, like. This is, this is Hey everyone, Haggadah time. This is the four sons. When your sons say, what is this service to you? You will say, it is the Pesach sacrifice to Hashem who passed over the house of the sons of Yisrael in Mitzrayim when he killed the Mitzrayim. A lot of chronology in there, but we got it. Mm -hmm. He saved our houses, and the nation bowed and knelt. The sons of Israel, like, we didn't say prostrate themselves. It's a much better word. Oh, you know, I like to use the, the Anglo-Saxon words over the... See, I grew up, like, it. reading the Pentateuch. Yes. The Pentateuch. <laughs> the Pentateuch. <laughs> How do you... Pentateuch? <laughs> Pentateuch? Yeah, the Pentateuch was great. But, you know, we're moving on. We're doing the... the we're moving on. This is modern. Yeah. This is the, oh, my God, what the fuck. All right. Bible. The sons of Yisrael left and did what Hashem commanded Moshe and Aharon. That they did. They sure did. Chapter 27. Let's give it up for Rishi. That's all we've got time for this week. Join us next week for the next installment released on Thursday on Juicy.com and Friday everywhere else. And we mean it this time. Remember, you can talk back to me on Twitter, Facebook, OMGWTFBible.com or OMGWTFBible at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. The next live recording of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible will be at Beauty Bar on November 24th with guest Michael Schreiber. And don't miss a show, because next time, in the Bible... Also, that's so not Jewish of them. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> have you seen a bunch of Jews during Passover going on a trip? Going anywhere, they have an entire suitcase full of Jews. Jews.